Act One of Georges Dondin or The Abashed Husband by Moliere, translated by Henry Van Laun. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dramatis Persone George Danden, a rich farmer, husband to Angelique, read by Major Toast. Monsieur de Sottonville, a country gentleman, Angelique's father, read by Todd. Clitendre, in love with Angelique, read by Thomas Peter. Lubin, a peasant, servant to Clitendre, read by Alan Mapstone. Colin, George Dondin's servant, read by Stefan. Angelique, George Danden's wife, read by Bavia. Madame de Sotonville, read by Sonia. Claudine, Angelique's maid, read by Lianya. Stage directions, read by T.J. Burns. The scene is before Georges Dandin's house in the country. Act One, Scene One, Georges Dandin alone ah what a strange thing it is to be a woman of quality and a wife and what an instructive lesson my marriage is to all peasants who wish to raise themselves above their condition and to ally themselves as i have done to a nobleman's family nobility in itself is good it is a thing worthy of respect surely but it is attended by so many ugly circumstances that it is better not to come in contact with it I have become very knowing on that subject, to my cost, and understand now the way of noblemen when they allow us to enter their families. We ourselves count for very little in the match. They only marry our property. And I would have done much better, rich as I am, to marry a good and honest peasant's daughter than to take a wife who holds herself above me, is ashamed to bear my name, and imagines that with all my wealth I have not paid dear enough for the honor of being her husband. George Danden, George Danden, you have committed the greatest folly in the world. My home has become unbearable to me now, and I never enter it without finding some annoyance. Scene 2. Georges Dondin, Lubin. Dondin aside. Seen Lubin come out of his house. What the devil can that fellow want in my house? Lubin, aside, perceiving Georges Dondin. There's someone looking at me. Dondin, aside. He does not know me. Lubin, aside. He suspects something. Dondin, aside. Bless my soul, he will barely nod to me. Lubin, aside. I'm afraid he will say that he saw me come from within. Good day to you. Your servant. You do not belong to this place, I believe. No, I have come only to see the feast tomorrow. Just tell me, if you please, did you not come out thence? Hush. Why so? Be quiet. What is the matter? Not a word. You must not say you saw me come out there. Why? Good heavens, because... Well, what? softly 
i'm afraid they will hear us not at all not at all because i have just been delivering a message to the mistress of the house from a certain gentleman who has an eye upon her and it must not be known do you understand yes i have been told to take care that no one should see me and let me beg of you at least not to say that you have seen me i do not mean to i'm very glad to do things secretly as i've been told that is all right the husband from what they tell me is dreadfully jealous who will not allow his wife to be made love to and there would be the devil to pay if it came to his ears now do you understand very well he is to know nothing of all this to be sure they wish to deceive him quietly you understand me perfectly if you go and say that you have seen me come out of this house you will spoil the whole affair do you understand indeed i do what is the name of him who sent you there he is our squire viscount of somebody by my troth i never remember how the deuce they managed to pronounce his name mr Clu clitander is it that young courtier who lives yes not far from those trees Dondin aside that is why this civil young spark has come to live so close to me i smell a rat certainly and his vicinity has always given me some suspicions gadzooks he is the most gentlemanlike man you ever met with he has given me three gold pieces only to go and tell the lady that he is in love with her and that he very much wishes the honour of being able to speak with her it was not much trouble to be so well paid for it compared with a day's work for which i get only ten sous well have you delivered your message yes i found inside a certain claudine who understood directly what i wanted and who gave me speech with her mistress Dandin aside oh what a jade that maid is odds bobs this claudine is as pretty as can be i have taken a fancy to her and it will be her fault if we are not married but what answer has the mistress made to this mr courtier she has told me to tell him stop i do not know if i shall remember it all that she is very much obliged to him for his affection towards her and that he must be very careful not to show it on account of her husband who is whimsical and that he must bethink himself to invent something so that they may converse with each other Dondin aside a uh, baggage of a wife jiminy that will be funny for the husband will not dream of the trick that is the best of it 
and he will be taken in for all his jealousy is it not so that is true good-bye keep silence mind keep the secret well so that the husband may not know of it yes yes as for myself i shall pretend to know nothing i am a cunning fellow and people would not think that i have anything to do with it scene three georges dandin alone well george dandin you see how your wife treats you that is your reward for having wished to marry a lady of quality you are completely done for without being able to revenge yourself and nobility ties your hands equality of condition leaves the husband at any rate the freedom of resentment and if this were a country wench you would now have the full liberty to right yourself by giving her a good thrashing but you wish to have a taste of nobility and you were tired of being master in your own house i am a bursting with rage and i would willingly box my own ears what to listen impudently to the declaration of some fop and to promise him at the same time that his love would be returned sounds i will not let such an opportunity slip me i must at this very moment go and complain to her father and mother and take them to witness all the events of the vexations and annoyance which their daughter causes me but here they come just at the right moment scene four monsieur de sotonville madame de sotonville georges dandin what is the matter son-in-law you seem quite upset so i have cause to be and good heavens son-in-law how unpolite you are not to bow to people when you approach them upon my word mother-in-law it is because i have other matters to think of and again is it possible son-in-law that you know fashion so little and is there no teaching you how to behave among people of quality what do you mean will you never divest yourself with me of the familiarity of that word mother-in-law and can you not accustom yourself to call me madame sounds if you call me your son-in-law it seems to me i may call you my mother-in-law that remains to be seen and the case is not the same please to understand that it is not for you to use that word with a person of my rank that although you may be our son-in-law there is a great difference between us and that you ought to know your place that is enough my love let us drop that good heavens monsieur de sotonville you are more indulgent than any one else and you do not know how to make people give you your due egad i beg your pardon i do not require any lessons upon that subject and during my life i have shown by a score of energetic actions that i am not a man ever to abate a tittle of my pretensions but a hint is quite sufficient for him let us know a little son-in-law what you have got on your mind since i am to speak categorically i should tell you monsieur de sotonville that i have cause to gently son-in-law let me tell you that it is not respectful to address people by their names and that we must only say 
Sir, to those above us. Well then, only say, sir, and no longer Monsieur de Sautenville, I must tell you that my wife gives me... Softly. Let me also tell you that you ought not to say, my wife, when you speak of our daughter. I have no patience. What? Is not my wife my wife? Yes, son-in-law, she is your wife, but you must not call her so. You could not do more if you had married one of your equals. Dandin aside. Ah, uh, George Dandin, what a hole you've gotten to. Aloud. For gracious sake, put your gentility aside for a moment and allow me to speak to you as best I can. Aside. A plague upon all this nonsensical tyranny. To Monsieur de Sautonville. I tell you that I am very much dissatisfied with my marriage. And the reason, son-in-law? What? To speak thus of an affair from which you have derived such great advantages? And what advantages, madam, since madam it is to be? The bargain has not been a bad one for you, for by your leave, your affairs, had it not been for me, would have been in a very dilapidated condition, and my money has served to stop petty large gaps. But as for myself, what have I profited by it, pray, unless it be the lengthening of my name, and instead of being George Dandin, to have received through you the title of Monsieur de l'Ordendinier? Do you reckon for nothing, son-in-law, the advantage of being allied to the house of Sultanville? And to that of la prudoterie, from which I have the honour of being descended, a house where the females ennoble, and which, by that valuable privilege, will make your sons noblemen. Oh, that is good. My sons shall be noblemen, but I shall be myself a cuckold unless care be taken. What does this mean, son-in-law? It means that your daughter does not behave as a wife ought to do, and that she does things which are contrary to honor. Gently, take care what you are saying. My daughter belongs to a race too full of honor ever to do aught that might offend honesty. And as for the house of La Prudoterie, thank heaven it has been observed that for more than three hundred years no woman has been talked about. Egad, there has never been a flirt in the house of Sautonville, and bravery is not more hereditary in the males than chastity in the females. We have had a Jacqueline de la Prudoterie, who would never be the mistress of a duke and peer, governor of our province. There was a Mathurine de Sautonville, who refused twenty thousand crowns from a favorite of the king, who asked only for the favor of speaking to her. Well, your daughter is not so straight-laced as all that, and she has grown tractable since she has been with me. Explain yourself, son-in-law. We are not people to support her in any wrong actions, and we would be the first, her mother and I, to do you justice. We do not understand jesting in matters of honor and we have brought her up in the greatest possible strictness. All I can tell you is, there is a certain courtier thereabout, whom you have seen, who is in love with her, under my very nose, and who has sent her a declaration of his love, to which she has very freely listened. By the heavens above! 
i would strangle her with my own hands were she to deviate from her mother's virtuous path zounds i would pass my sword through her body and that of a gallant were she to forfeit her honour i have told you what is going on to justify my complaints and i ask you for satisfaction in this matter do not torment yourself i will get it to you from both and i am the man to keep a tight hold over no matter whom but are you quite positive about what you have told us quite take great care for between gentlemen these are ticklish subjects and you must not make a mistake i have said nothing i tell you but the truth my love go and talk with your daughter while i with my son-in-law will go and speak with that man is it possible my son that she could so far forget herself after the good example which as you well know i have set her we are going to clear the matter up follow me son-in-law and do not trouble yourself you shall see what we are made of when people attack those who may belong to us there he is coming toward us scene five monsieur de sotonville clitandre georges dandin do you know me sir not that i am aware of sir my name is the baron de sotonville i am very happy to hear it my name is well known at court and in my youth i had the honour of being one of the first to distinguish myself in the Ariaban at nancy so much the better my father jean guille de sotonville had the honour of assisting in person at the great siege of montauban i am delighted to hear it and one of my ancestors bertrand de sotonville enjoyed so much consideration in his time that he was permitted to dispose of all his property to cross the seas i can easily believe it it has been reported to me sir that you are in love with and run after a young person who is my daughter in whom i am interested pointing to georges dandin as well as in this man whom you see who has the honour of being my son-in-law who i yes and i am glad of the opportunity of speaking to you in order to have this affair explained if you please what strange slander is this who has told you that sir somebody who believes himself well informed this somebody has told a lie i am a gentleman do you think me capable sir of such a base act what i love a young and handsome person who has the honour of being the daughter of the baron de sortinville i respect you too much for that and am too much your humble servant whoever has told you this is a fool now son-in-law what he is a rogue and villain monsieur de sotonville to georges dandin answer him answer him yourself if i knew who it could be i would in your presence run my sword through his body monsieur de sotonville to georges dandin support your assertion it is fully supported it is true is it your son-in-law sir who yes it is he himself who complains to me about it certainly he may thank his stars for belonging to you and without that i would pretty well teach him to talk in such a manner about a person like me scene six 
Monsieur et Madame de Sautonville, Angélique, Clétendre, Georges Dandin, Claudine. With regard to that, jealousy is a strange thing. I have brought my daughter here to clear the matter up in the presence of everyone. Clétendre to Angélique. It is you then, madame, who have told your husband that I am in love with you. I? And how could I have told him? Is it so then? I should really like to see you in love with me. Just attempt it, pray. You will find out with whom you have to deal. I advise you to try the thing. Have recourse, by way of experiment, to all the lover's stratagems. Just attempt to send me, for the fun of it, some messages, to write me some small love letters, secretly, to watch the moments of my husband's absence, or when I'm going out to tell me of your love. You have only to set about it. I promise you, you shall be received as you ought. Gently, gently, madam. There is no need to read me such a lesson, or to be so scandalized. Who told you that I thought of loving you? How do I know who told me just now these stories? They may say what they like, but you know best whether I ever spoke of love to you when we met. You should have only done so. You would have been welcome. I assure you that you have nothing to fear from me, that I am not a man to vex the fair, and that I respect you and your parents too much to have even the thought of falling in love with you. Madame de Sautonville to Georges Dandin. Well, now you see. Are you satisfied, son-in-law? What do you say to that? I say that these are cock-and-bull stories, that I know what I know, and that since I am to speak plainly, she has just now received a message from him. What? I have received a message? I have sent a message? Claudine? Clétendre to Claudine. Is it true? Upon my word, that is a strange falsehood. Hold your tongue, slut that you are. I know your tricks, and it is you who introduced the messenger just now. Who? I? Yes, you. Do not look so innocent. Alas, how full of wickedness people are nowadays. To suspect me thus, I, who am innocent myself. Hold your tongue, you bad lot. You pretend to be a saint, but I have known you for a long time, and you are a sly jade. Claudine to Angelique. Madam, have I... Hold your tongue, I tell you. You may bear the brunt for all the others, and your father is not a nobleman. It is a falsehood so gross, and which affects me so much, that I have not even the strength to answer it. It is very horrible to be accused by a husband, when one has done nothing wrong to him. Alas, if I am to blame at all, it is for treating him too well. Indeed you have. My great misfortune is that I consider him too much, and would to heaven that I could tolerate, as he says, the attentions of someone else. I should not be so much to be pitied. Goodbye. I withdraw, and I cannot longer bear to be thus insulted. Scene 7. Monsieur and Madame de Sautonville, Clétendre, Georges Dandin, Claudine. Madame de Sautonville to Georges Dandin. Go. You do not deserve the virtuous wife you have got. Upon my word, he deserves that she should make his words come true. And if I were in her place, I would not hesitate about it. To Clétendre. Yes, sir. You ought to make love to my mistress, to punish him. 
insist it is i who tell you it will be worth your while and i offer to assist you since he has already taxed me with it exit claudine you deserve son-in-law to have these things said to you and your behaviour sets every one against you go endeavour to treat a gentlewoman better and take care not to make any more such blunders for the future Donda aside it makes me mad to be put in the wrong when i am in the right scene eight monsieur de sautonville clotandre georges dandin clotandre to monsieur de sautonville you see sir how falsely i have been accused you are a gentleman who know the punctilios of honour and i demand satisfaction for the insult that has been offered to me that is just and it is the right way of proceeding come son-in-law give this gentleman satisfaction how satisfaction yes it is right according to usage for having wrongly accused him that is something which i do not at all agree that i have wrongly accused him and i know well enough what i think of it that does not matter whatever thought may remain in your mind he denies it that must satisfy people and they have no right to complain of any man who gainsays a thing thus if i had found him in a bed with my wife he would get off by simply denying it no more arguments make him the apologies which i tell you i i am to make him apologies after come i tell you there is nothing to hesitate about and there is no need of being afraid of overdoing the thing since you are guided by me i cannot sound son-in-law do not make me angry i shall be taking his part against you come be guided by me Dandin aside ah uh, george Dandin. first take your cap in hand this gentleman is a nobleman and you are not Dandin, cap in hand aside i am boiling with rage repeat after me sir sir i crave your pardon seeing that georges dandin hesitates to obey ah i crave your pardon for the bad thoughts which i have had of you for the bad thoughts which i have had of you it was because i had not the honour of knowing you it was because i had not the honour of knowing you and i beg you to believe and i beg you to believe that i am your servant you would have me be the servant of a man who wants to make me a cuckold monsieur de sautonville threatening him again ah it is sufficient sir no i will have him finish it and that everything should be done in due form that i am your servant that i am your servant Catandre to georges dandin sir i am yours with all my heart and shall think no more of what has happened to monsieur de sautonville as for you sir i wish you good day and am sorry that you have had some annoyance i kiss your hand and whenever you like shall give you some sport in coursing you do me too much honour exit clotandre that is how things ought to be managed son-in-law farewell remember that you have entered a family that will support you and not suffer you to be affronted scene nine georges dandin alone 
Ah, that I... You would have it so, you would have it so, George Danden, you would have it so. This suits you very nicely, and you are served right. You have precisely what you deserve. Come, everything depends only on undeceiving the father and mother, and perhaps I might find some means of succeeding. End of Act One